Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. Tonight we are featuring Vagabond Opera. Thanks. We're back here. This is actually set to. Oh, we're not done. Oh, yeah, and special thanks to WORT 89.9, who are also sponsoring the show. Woohoo! So we're actually back here for set number two. This is part two of a two-part series here with Vagabond Opera. And we're actually going to start the, start the second shed here with a, a little Q&A. We've got some things that we want to talk to you guys about, but um, this is open to you all, too. We have some extra long mic cords on these things, so... So if we win. start running towards you quick, think of something. Think of something. <laughs> Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? You kind of did in the first set, but... Hi, we're Vagabond Opera. Hi. <laughs> From Portland, Oregon, sunny, exotic Portland, Oregon, it's Vagabond Opera. Bohemian Cabaret, Klezmer. Anyway, you get the picture. <laughs> Sorry about my friend. Um, this, this is Skip Von Kusky playing the cello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Mark Burden here. Yeah. Over here. Uh, I'm Eric Stern. He plays the accordion. Professor of Marianne, no, uh, Robin Jackson. On the saxophone. Asha Gzeshik. On the other cello. And this is uh, Jason Flores. Bass. On the beast. So we, we do have a couple questions first. So to, I understand later this week you're going to be down in Iowa? Tomorrow, yes. actually. Okay. Yeah. So later this week, yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, we have a list of things you know, that might help you out. You've been, have you been to Iowa before? I have. You have. I oh. have. My daughter was born in Iowa. Yeah, okay. So you, got, so you know the rundown. You know the do's and don'ts. And... Chris is from Iowa. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Tell, tell me. No, well, no. I, I, we can't tell you on the air. We have to actually... What, uh, is it about that meat packing plant? Well, that's I part heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, yeah. the meat <laughs> raffles happen here in Wisconsin. Oh. But... What's the secret handshake? I love see, corn. <laughs> Did you say corn? Corn. corn. That's what I said. Actually, yeah. when I first started going there, I thought it was I love pigs. Yeah. Uh, skips into cornography. <laughs> that's a corny joke. And to quick change the subject. <laughs> so Andy Moore is here tonight too. I don't know why I brought that up right after talking about what it did. Andy's here in the audience for Wisconsin Public Radio, 30-minute music hour, and you guys were on there this afternoon, right? Yes, we were. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was lovely. It, it is. Did lovely. you have any fun at all? Yes, we did. We had lots. Um, almost as much fun as when we were on Portuguese TV. Um, oh. But here we understood everything that was going on, so it wasn't quite as. Fun. And we didn't have to lip sync to our album either. Yeah, that was weird. Seriously, that that's true. Either. Yeah, they they said we didn't because the guy that was our booker in Portugal, um, you know, he spoke English, but he said something about. How did he phrase playback. it? Playback. He said, you guys okay to do playback? And we're like, yeah, sure. Well, what he, we didn't know what that meant. What he meant was they were going to play our thing. We were just going to lip sync to our own stuff. <laughs> Ridiculous. Did, did, and you figured that out when they rolled it, right? 
It was no, oh, yeah. like in the on the way there oh, in okay. the car. Or what? Just it was kind of a psychedelic Telemundo experience. <laughs> so anyway, thank you, Andy. You don't have to do that. That really gets a lot of press here in the U.S. as kind of a negative thing. So I'm glad you yeah. had a semi-positive experience. Well, it was just weird. I don't know if it was positive or negative. It was just. Uh, it's what happened, huh? Yeah. Was there a lot of gesturing? A lot of hand signals and things, or? No. It was a TV, honey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that Um, happens. The other thing, just to talk about it briefly, the new CD, The Zeitgeist Beckons. Yeah. Yeah. When was that recorded? Is it fairly new? In May? In May, May, two years ago. No. 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 No, The recording actually began in May of 2008, and it was released this past May. Yeah. Yeah, and Skip produced it. I kept meticulous notes. Yeah, <laughs> he did. I, and and most people don't know what that means. Um, yes, what producing does it mean? it out. So do you want to say what that means? Or sort of. It means uh, you know basically getting your ducks in a row and trying to get the best performances out of your friends and uh, make them think that it's their idea. And <laughs> smoking a lot of cigars and sitting in a chair going, oh, I don't like. No, this. really. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I had a very clear idea going, in, uh, going into the process. We, we all sat around and, and made choices of what material we wanted to put on. And I just had some specific ideas about how to translate um, the visual experience that you get by seeing us into an auditory experience uh, onto the record. Um, yeah, what he said. Did that also turn into a visual experience of what you all had to wear at the studio? Well, we didn't wear anything. <laughs> Actually, we did dress up for one of our first radio interviews. We, we, did. we Yeah, we were like, hey, you know, we're doing this interview. Let's dress up to go to the radio station. And, and then we're like, yeah, I don't think we're going to do it that works. again. <laughs> the irony that we were. I like the idea. I don't think we've ever had this many cellos on stage at the same time. I mean, between the one that we have already, our stage cello, and, and you guys. Yeah. I would really like to play that lamp before the end of the night. You, well, you good could. luck tuning it up, but yeah. you're welcome to have it's it. It's like the Bo Diddley cello. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. exactly. <laughs> now, we Three actually boxes. want to open this up to, you guys sometimes do a Q&A. We saw you here. I saw you about a year and a half ago here in Madison's first time, and totally blown away. It was great at the Wilmar Center here on the east side. Yeah, and I'd, I'd like to say, if you do have questions, I don't know if you were going to say anything. Um, we're open to any kind of questions. You can ask us about our personal lives. Uh, <laughs> Uh, politics, and you can, yeah, you can ask us, you know, like, who is the ancient Egyptian god of whatever? I, I don't know if we know the answer, but I mean, really, whatever you want to know. And we have a really light hold of these microphones, so kind of like at that music award show where somebody came and grabbed a mic out of their hand. That's actually okay here. Yeah. So, yeah. anybody? Take hey. it, Kanye. Don't yeah. be scared. Don't be scared. You raise your hand. Okay. There's a sucker. I mean, there's a guy over there. <laughs> Melvin Hinton from WRT here. Uh, Eric, uh, how did you find your other uh, cast members, company members? Did you audition them? Did you put an ad in the paper? How did you find Um, these people? Well, Robin, good question. Uh, How did I find the other cast members? Robin, I actually met on Halloween, um, maybe six years ago, seriously. Um, And then uh, Jason heard uh, a a version of the band. He he heard a song I wrote um, on, remember that ex-girlfriend? Well, she was a modern dance uh, teacher and she was teaching his kid uh, and she was playing my CD. Mark and I, how did we meet? Friend of a friend. Yeah, I mean, these are really boring stories, but that's uh, Skip just cold called me. He's like, you need to uh, 
cellist and we're like, no, we need a female violinist. So, there he is. Uh, <laughs> I'm There's versatile. still no female violinist. <laughs> you learned I would have liked compromise. to have seen that audition. And, and Asha auditioned. Yeah, she actually auditioned. And he didn't like me at first. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I was singing too low. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I, I said, I'm not sure this is the right band for you. Uh, but but I wasn't sure. Yeah. So boy, was he wrong. Yeah, yeah, I was. I'm kidding. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Anybody else? Gotta looking for something. hands. Looking for hands. Oh. There you go. I like the uh, the henna tattoos there, and the oh. pork chops. Thank you. I'm wondering where the costume. The uh, where do you guys come up with this? Just we're not, throw we're not wearing costumes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys, though, what is it, Halloween? Uh, <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. But thank you. Um, no, we can address that. We, we can, you want to you say sure. something? Sure. Um, well, speaking for myself and probably some of us, part of what we like doing is, is putting on a cabaret. And um, often, for myself, I like to see music. I love it when people dress up on stage. It, it just makes the, makes the show much more entertaining and it kind of helps create a world. So what, what we do is like kind of dress the part and we hope to invite you in and bring you into this world, our cabaret, and hopefully two and a half hours later you'll snap out of it. <laughs> or not, hopefully never. And um, yeah, our costumes like our music are constantly changing and they're just another palette for our imaginations really. So Yeah, I think we it. also realized a long time ago that um, people say, you know, wearing jeans and t-shirt, which is fine, it, you know, not for us, but um, people, that that is actually a costume too. Um, you know what I mean? Like people are saying, "Oh no, I'm not wearing it," but that actually is a choice of dress too. So, um, so yeah. Next question. <laughs> I remember at a 4-H competition, there was a uh, three girls who got up and they were all wearing orange vests, uh-huh. like they were hunters. Yeah. And they got marked off by some of the people as being like, "Oh, they didn't dress up for the. Are you kidding? They're all wearing black pants, white shirts, and orange vests." Yeah. Yeah, you know, the costume. it was weird, but it worked. Yeah, there was a gentleman over there. Uh, this is a question for Robin. Uh, Robin, you've got another project, a little band that, uh, that we know about called March Fourth, right. and and we'd love to bring them uh, to Madison. I don't know if there's enough hotel rooms for this band, but could you tell the audience about your other project, March 4th? Oh, sure. Um, this band is a 36-person um, drum and brass circus carnival marching band with stilt walkers and fire and dancing and stuff. And it, um, it's actually funny because on their very first gig where they were formed, Vagabond Opera was hired to open up for them. So we actually have kind of a cool relationship, and that band is a real um, good representation of a lot of the art that comes out of Portland, bands like us and, and March 4th kind of are part of this big bohemian community of fun. And uh, yeah, and there's some cross between our bands. We've had members that have been in that band and vice versa. And we influenced each other a lot. Yeah. We all sleep together. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just come down to it, okay. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would love it if they came it's to It's like Madison. a six to one ratio. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Can I say that here? Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, we have another question here. Yeah, so is this the original concept of the group, or has it changed over the years? Or, I mean, just what you expected it to be, or? Um, it is, I, mostly it is. Um, we didn't really 
weren't on board necessarily with the costumes at first. That was sort of the last thing that came to place. And it was more just straight music without... Um, I never liked pausing between songs and, say, and giving a lecture, like, this next song um, was from the 15th century, and um, I really first heard... Yeah. Um, and I also never liked pausing and saying, what, what, do you, what, what do you want to play? I don't know. What do you want to play? Uh, do you want... Yeah. Come on, can I have a G? You know, I never wanted, so I, I always wanted to go snap, snap from one to another. Um, the, the cabaret sort of built after the music. We are a band first. Music definitely comes first. Um, but that stuff came later. But always I wanted it to be an ensemble that used the operatic voice in a different way, distilled opera and made a hybrid um, with other forms of music. That mu music mostly started out as, as klezmer, but then as we just grew, um, we got into all sorts of Balkan and Arabic music, and we were always into jazz, and yeah. I would say it's exceeded my expectations. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> Me too. Uh, for the benefit of the radio audience, uh, we were asked could we speak to some of our training and musical backgrounds? Um, uh, I was, I was uh, a eight-year-old who was looking to uh, play an instrument. My sisters were playing violin, um, and I was going to play the bass, but my hands were too small, so they gave me a cello. I fell in love with it. I never quit, although I did take a foray into bass guitar and guitar land for my 20s. But... Um, uh, yeah, classical background, lot of training, chamber music. Yeah. Over here for a second. Uh, two of us came from can, Portland, uh, can, Oregon. Can we finish answering her her question? Okay. That was just one of us. Yeah. Um, we'll just go down the line. We'll, we'll try to be brief, though. Um, uh, yeah, I, I studied opera. Uh, my whole family is musicians, though, so I had that just all growing up. My father's an accordionist. My mother plays clarinet and piano. My grandparents, too. It was, it's not considered anything weird that I'm doing. I'm very lucky because lots of people... You, you meet lots of performers, and they're like, yeah, my parents don't support me. or not. But that wasn't even a question, so I felt very lucky. But started studying voice, uh, real voice proper, 17 or 18, and, and sang opera. Um, and eventually moved away from that, but uh, was always, always had that training. Yeah, my background is mostly in, uh, I guess, my formal background is mostly in uh, jazz and improvised music, and I guess uh, just playing it. And um, I also had a teacher who said you should uh, take every gig you can for a certain part of your life, and that's the best training is just playing. So, and then I've, over the years, sort of moved to only play stuff that I really like, so. I got a Matrix upload, and now I'm a musician. <laughs> I started playing violin when I was five. I was always interested in lots of weird, weird music, and got a degree in ethnomusicology. I'm actually using my degree. I love it. Okay. Hi, this is Jason. Uh, I started playing heavy metal on the electric bass at age 13. Uh, studied jazz composition and theory at the University of New Mexico for a few years, and uh, but most of the most of what I've learned has been from transcribing and writing down things from like Django Reinhardt and uh, Bulgarian music. So thanks. This is an upright bass, but it looks funny because it's the kind I can take on an airplane. So it's it, it's on a diet. But I'm not. <laughs> you don't need me, baby. <laughs> 
um, my father was a, a Polish blues and rock singer, um, and he and he couldn't bear us just listening to Led Zeppelin all day long. So, my <laughs> he enrolled my sisters and I in music. Um, I was older at nine, so I had the cello, and she was uh, my sister Anya was six, so she got the smaller, little pint-sized viola. Um, that was the beginning at 17. Studied voice. By the time I got into college, I was practicing, 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 and decided I wanted to become a geologist. And I came home, and my father said, "No way!" And so I'm here today. Yeah, and and I'd, I'd like to add one more thing. Um, that I, as an artist, uh, one thing that was hard for me was to actually embrace that it's a business too. Because um, I, you know, I don't know. There's just, especially coming from a leftist, very leftist background. Like my parents were anarcho-syndicalists. Yeah, um, you know, to 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 realize that it's it's okay that we want to go out there and, and we don't. You know, at first it was kind of the secret band. Like, um, yeah, I don't care if people hear about us or not. Screw them. Uh, uh, but then to actually embrace it. Um, we work very hard, especially these two guys, on the business aspect. Um, so, I mean, it's something you don't see or hear about much with, with bands, but it's, it's really important, the publicity and, and all that stuff. And, um, and you guys seem to, for the most part, enjoy it, too, which, which you know, was an inspiration to me to be like, oh, okay, you can actually have fun with this. Yeah. Yeah. And it, if I can just touch on your question, uh, one last thing. We didn't wait for the Willamette Week or the Portland Mercury to, to like, anoint us. You know, we, we just kept working and we believed in ourselves. Um, we believe in what we're doing. For me personally, I threw a lot of hooks into the water and played with a lot of bands before I kissed a prince. Um, <laughs> mixing metaphors a little bit, but, uh, but really, really, it's uh, work, work, work. Well, we're very happy to have you guys here tonight. You guys want to hear some more music? Yeah. yeah. Hey, and we want someone to ask. They said, is it okay to dance? Of course it is. Um, so if you want, yeah. Um, right. We should talk, tell them about the ritual and stuff. You, are you guys oh, sure. ready for us? Yeah. Um, so often we're really into the season. Some of us have very pagan backgrounds. And um, wherever we are, we tend to tune in to the seasons and what's going on around us. So I just want to, we're just going to do a really short kind of group ritual together kind of is honoring, you know, fall. So I want and you can lend your voice to it, too. Yeah, you can lend your voice to it. I want everyone to just breathe in deeply and kind of imagine the, the fall and the coming of winter and to imagine things you want in your life. We're, we're going to provide some, some gentle music while we do this. Thank you for participating. May you have a beautiful fall and winter. That was in Klingon, by the way. This is a Balkan line dance. It's, in, um, it's a seven and a five if uh, you're into that sort of thing. And the lyrics um, are too depressing to translate.
Thank you. A song from Macedonia. Macedonia called the Slovaranche. Yes, that's another genre that we enjoy. Um, and now, ladies and gentlemen, a song by a bass player about the ingredients for a healthy breakfast. It is called of absinthe and Cuban cigars. <laughs> Gentlemen, a song by our very own bass player, Jason Flores, also known as Crivo. Is it just El? Is it Crivo or El Crivo? Just Crivo. It means crooked in, what? in Bulgarian. Friends, have you ever had it all? 
the glittering gold, I, I know you have, the fortune, the girl, and then it was gone. In one spin of the wheel, one toss of the cards, one wink of an eye. Yes, I, I told you we were CEOs. I remember, I remember it well. But, but still, I, I'd, I'd like you to, to tell us about that um, in song form. Um, if you would, use uh, Mississippi Riverboat imagery. Um, whiskey, wine, women, song, cards, uh, lonely, heartless nights. Um, yes, yes. Maybe alleyway with gutters in it, um, mm. a lonely trumpet player. I love and it. Um, the monkey or th three. Just stick some of that in there somewhere. Where do you come up with this? I don't get it. I don't know. Brilliant. Uh, hit it, bass man. Friends, my story is bitter and sweet Of a gal I hope you never may meet A woman whose luck rivals as much as she's been With a smile as pretty as a starry sky Well, she'll invite you in, then leave you dry She's Ravella, the riverboat Well, she dances like a marionette 
Her fingers are quick as a wink All with a laugh and sigh Well, she'll slip past your eye And throw steak eyes into your drink Everyone sing it on lie, come on Cause she's Ravella Our Riverboat Queen She's the infamous scale gal from New Orleans Ravella Oh, Riverboat Queen She'll steal your heart and take away your dreams Her best friends with a jack of spades And a bottle of Tennessee rain She play blackjack for days and days While Cody's spinning twain Green on the Egyptian last You sure got a pretty staircase. It's lovely. Oh, it's beautiful. It's just amazing. I've also always admired your mouth as well. Oh, thank you. Let, let's move on. Let's. Moonshine Mama, God Queen, she's the luckiest gal you ever seen. Star of the river, she's the golden fortune dame. She dances with chance and she always wins the game. If you bet your heart, it will never again be seen. She's Ravella, the riverboat queen. Surprise ending. One, two, woo! It was your idea. <laughs> You're right. You're right. A song inspired by me. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, Asha Gajeshik will sing the highest note known to man or beast. <laughs> Camille's wow. last jump.
nei occhi suoi spuntò quelle festose quelle festose giovani invidiar 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 sembrò Del suoi bel cor sentir, i miei sospir confondere, per poco a suoi sospir, i porbiti, i porbiti, i porbiti sentir, i miei sospir confondere, per poco a suoi sospir. This is a song that Asha Gzeshek wrote. It's called Talking to the Walls. And I don't know if there's anything you want to say about it or not. Great way to go. 
For those of you out there actually listening to this as a podcast, and even for you in the live audience right now, um, we're actually going to change the station. We're bored of our own music. Um, if you get the old-fashioned radio out, that would be grand, Asha. And um, just, yes, a lovely song, by the way, that you wrote. Um, but, um, yeah, just change the station completely. Yes, thank you. Yes, the dial, right? Yes. Yeah, I know. You know how to use a radio. Sorry. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, um, it's, it's very difficult since uh, George Bush isn't president anymore because um, for, for cabaret bands, there's, there's no one to make fun of. Um, so it's very difficult. Uh, yeah, that's, Change it again. Yeah. You're listening to college radio. Uh, let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> We's gonna pop. Definitely not. No, flesh <laughs> And now, obscure Shakespearean sonnets. Oh, Jesus Christ. As read by famous celebrities, tonight's guest, Kermit the Frog. Okay, no, no, good. Forsooth, upon thy lily pod I swander, oh. and through Horatio I wander. Upon thy gaze I. We should change it again. No, 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 leave it, leave it. I love this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh well, I guess we'll go back to the boring ten. <laughs> college radio still, or? <laughs> what did you say about graffiti? Physical? Is that like a band? Oh, oh. Okay. That cashmere is on. Oh, 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 I get the reference. All right. Anyway, back to the song. We scon up fléchir, c'est jalouse, gardien.
preceded by a song called Hey Jazz, written by Jason Flores. Yeah, you got pretty good radio stations around here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's come to that time. In every opera, the soprano must die. It is that time. We're going to have to ask you two to leave. Yeah, go ahead. Just kidding. Get out of here. I know, babysitters are expensive, huh? Okay. Um, anyway, as I was saying, um, um, it's time for the soprano to die. You might want to see this, guys. Yeah. Skip's friend? Yeah, check this out. Soprano's going to die. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's time for the soprano to die. I just didn't want you to miss it. No, no, it happens in every opera. It's like, yeah, there she goes. Yeah. The cool thing is, though, only in Vagabond Opera do we revive her through hypnosis. And then she becomes an evil zombie warrior princess. Work with it, it's fine. I think I had it in me.
and Richard Miller for putting us up. Now sing my zombie princess. Ciao Romani, ciao Romani, ciao Romani, arrivederci Roma. Good night. that easy, are we? All right, Eric Stern, Mark Burden, Robin Jackson, Skipman Kuski, Asha Jajik, Jason Flores, Vagabond Opera. Oh. I just forgot my bag. I'm kidding. Thanks, you guys. We'll do one more for you. Could I get a could I get a touch more in my monitor on this one? Um, yeah, when I whenever I read David Sedaris, I like a little bit more in the monitor. So I'm gonna ask the band to give a little musical accompaniment to this. <laughs> really, right, right here, right now? Yeah, you know, I know it's an unusual encore, but okay. Skip Von Kuski reading David Sedaris. Uh, go ahead, I guess. Unless I change my mind. Live out loud. Let's do it again. <laughs> Live out loud. And you won't have to tell anybody, buddy, that life is a party. They'll know. Live out loud. Let the violins play pizzicato. Let's explore for tea. Over with the crash, they are sound of all 
volcanoes are blowing the stack. So bet on that long shot and kiss on that sex spot and soon she'll be kissing you back. Live out loud. Like the poets that suck all the marrow, ramble your tarot deck soon will run dry. So throw all that whiskey back and blow your money at the track and live loud, baby, loud, baby, loud, baby, loud, baby, loud. we play that song. Good night. Good night. Thank you all for coming tonight here to Mad Toast Live. Special thanks to WRT 89.9 FM. We also have a show on WRT every Friday night here in Madison, Wisconsin. Special thanks to Vagabond Opera. You can catch them at vagabondopera.com. Their new CD, The Zeitgeist Beckons. Special thanks to Andy LaValle, being our podcast producer, front of house engineer, Nick McNeese. And also special thanks to Lakeside Press, The Brink Lounge, and Mr. Richard Miller. Thank you so much for coming to Mantos Live.